Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is October 16th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I am, uh, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Your aesthetic this evening, I'm fine. Your aesthetic this evening is interesting. You're in a winter cap, a vest pulled up all the way around your neck, you're, but you're sitting inside. You're not outside getting, you know, pelted with snow or sleet. You're inside what appears to be a conference room of some sort, but dressed like a mixture of, I don't know, you're mountain climbing. Well, let uh, me tell you something, Brendan. Or you're a hobo that got left at the side of an Iowa highway by the highway patrol. Winter's, like that. winter's coming through the Midwest. Uh -huh. I, uh, I had to, you know, do some photo videographer work this morning and it was extraordinarily cold. You know, when it's really cold out and you never get warm in a day. And you're yeah. just cold. Yeah, I'm still sure. cold from this morning. Sure. I'm perpetually freezing until I get that hot shower tonight. Okay. I'm going to be cold. And then tomorrow I morning I have to go do the same thing. I'm going to be freezing all day. You just can't get warm. Why didn't you, you get... bring the clothes? Did you bring appropriate clothes? I, I'm bundled up. I'm out there. I got to have my hands out. Yeah, and I'm flying that, and I, you just stand in place, and you got your hands out. It's really fucking cold. Can you control a bureau with big mitts? No. Presumably, you need a, you need fingers. I have gloves. They're like the tech gloves, but they don't yeah. do anything. It's yeah. so cold. Yeah, that's a Faustian bargain. Those don't really work. It um, is so cold. Yeah. All right. Well, you look it right now. You look worse for the wear. Road weary. I got you know some. Some real life, you know, investigate investigators uh, and policemen like DM'd us. Like that was definitely like a drug interdiction officer that pulled you over, thinking you were running drugs across uh, the Iowa state. I wasn't wearing my my beanie then either. This to be <laughs> completely upfront. I was like, I was. Like, I was I'm like, going to shoot golf courses. I don't have a kilo of crack cocaine in the background in the back of my truck but that's no. interesting they thought i was a drug runner i mean they just assume these are real life professionals you know pis or i don't know detectives I mean, it was definitely a drug interdiction guy so interesting all right uh i have an apology to make again wow Leading two episodes again. in a row although i've done further research and i may not i i don't know so this DJ course record 65 story, there's a lot of like ambiguity around it. So Tiger and Freddie couples set the record at 60 way back when allegedly what's going the, on with it. This the seems... course was then lengthened shadow Creek quite a bit significantly. Why do you changed. think they had to lengthen it? The ball goes too far. I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. Imagine they, that. Needed, they needed to add another waterfall. Maybe they needed more space for a waterfall. I don't know. Um, 
So then he shot a 65, but then there's video today on the Corn Ferry Tour website of, I want to say Taylor Montgomery. I'm not sure if that's the right name. Saying he holds the course record with another individual whose name escapes me at the minute at a 62. So we've got all sorts of conflicting numbers. Maybe DJ 65 was the subsequent like lengthened course record, which I don't know. What do you, where do you rule on that? If the course has been lengthened, does the records, do they reset? Is it a new course record you saying? I don't know. I don't really I've know. I've seen a lot of conflicting stories out there, so I have to like apologize. A, would Johnny Johnny's Oakmont 63 would be moot then, right? Because Oakmont's been lengthened? Yeah. That's a good point. Huh. Interesting. How do you feel about that? You know, That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, See, so course I just records to... suck. I don't yeah. care about course records. It's like it depends on the weather. Yeah. Somebody could have, in my mind, the course record somewhere. When they shot 70, it was blown 40. That it, that could have been the greatest round of golf played somewhere. Feels like, like a, a World Golf Hall of Fame. Yeah, if it's, if it's doughy soft, if it's like Pillsbury <laughs> doughboy soft and, and no wind. Like, why? Par is all relative on the day you play. Like, some days... Yeah, a really good course. score is 75. Some of days course. a really good score is 68 on the some, same course. Sure, sure. So I just had to apologize. Conflicting numbers out there. You know what? I, just, I don't want to mislead Let's do people. away with the course record. Let's, let's, let's ban them from the podcast. Get them out of here? Yeah. Okay, I like that. One more No more up. apologies then either. Okay, fine. I'm done. Sorry, I just don't want to lead people astray. You know, we've always are nice and tight on our facts on this podcast. We're always, you know, on point there. We're never, so I just want to make sure we're putting it all out there that there are conflicting stories. One other story sent in. Good one. Not to get too much more into the sock content. I feel like that's being aggregated into oblivion now at this point. Got a great sock anecdote. Uh, An American course. Very prominent. Very prominent course in the south southeast maybe a uh, highly rated course apparently has a sock policy this is a legend you know an urban legend at this point um and they had an event i think it was i want to say it was a four ball four ball event and a guest was there uh from scotland and he was wearing black ankle socks which were apparently banned at this prominent club and on the fourth hole Somebody at the club, maybe a prominent member, I don't know, sent the assistant pro out to give the guest a pair of white socks. And then the guest scores, this is the good twist, weren't allowed to be counted in the four ball for the first four holes. And it cost them a few, <laughs> cost them what? a few strokes, wiped out a few of the strokes in the four ball event. And the member was charged for the socks. What do you think they have against black socks? I don't know. I don't know, but I wanted I, the reason I'm sharing this is because it went beyond the sock story and ended up costing them strokes in this four ball <laughs> event, according to this myth. So that's another sock story. I don't think I think we'll hold off on the sock content I'm glad for the next episode. We've talked about uh, course records and, and the sock streak. Uh, is mem- that too? Member, member so. guest four ball and black socks. <laughs> now on to you. I think you owe everyone an apology. Why? Your icon. Your idol. Is out there pimping travel, 
promoting travel <laughs> to the fake St. Andrews. What are the odds? The very next day, we have paid partnerships posts on Instagram from Lee Westwood saying, fancy a trip to St. Andrews. Come play the St. Andrews. Uh, Carnoose, uh, St. Andrews, what's his name? Torrance course. <laughs> and for everybody. I think you owe everyone an apology for your ra- ranting. <laughs> Where are you here? Where are you at? You're at a real crossroads. I, I'm just going to say, I'm still appalled by this act of St. Andrews, Fairmont St. Andrews. <laughs> they they con people into traveling there every year, I guarantee it. By the way. People that have reached out and been like, well, the town's St. Andrews. That's right. not the point. That's not the point. They could what pick should a different it, it should name. be called like the castle of Fairmont or something. They could yeah, say Fairmont like Fife. Yeah. yeah. Sure, could come up, but you're just saying St. Andrews should not be allowed in the name, even though it's in the city. Golf, you can't have a golf course called St. Andrews in the same city as as the home of golf, St. Andrews. Question, question for you: Should Augusta Country Club have to change its name? No, they were there first. Is that true? Yeah. I assume that's probably true. Okay. All right. I mean, I just, but there still could be the whole confusion. They're There's the Augusta National. Club, and the other okay. one's the National. Well, the other one's Fairmount. The other one's the old course. What do you mean? <laughs> That's not even, even nearly the same thing. You're talking about the old, like one of the oldest courses in golf, but so historic courses in golf. And you're talking about some 1990s piece of shit designed by the Sam Torrance. <laughs> I think it was 2001. <laughs> well, I mean, Lee Westwood's directing us there. You, you with Lee Westwood told you to jump off a bridge. I think you'd do it based on the, your adoration you for lo- the man. I love Westy. I'm here yeah. for everything Westy has to say about a lot of things like wine. I'll follow. I would drink any bottle of wine he suggested. I'd drink any, <laughs> I'd eat any cheese and meat combo that he suggested. I'd, I'd follow his golf tips from golf, like instruction tips. I'd listen to him tell me what to do about my golf game. You know what yep. I don't care about Westy's opinion on is golf course architecture or golf courses. Okay. All right. He looks very cold. Speaking of people cold, it's St. Andrews, the home of golf this week, looks pretty frosty. Westy's got bundled up to the nose. He's got the hat on. He's got his neck covered. It looks quite frosty at the home of golf. I need that. You know, the the mistake I made on this trip is when it's like this weather, mm-hmm. usually when I go out early in the morning, I wear like a ski jacket and like ski pants. Yeah. this I'm just stuck with khakis and normal stuff. Just okay. not, cut, not cutting it. You weren't prepared. I need like a face mask, all kinds of stuff. Maybe I'll wear my my COVID mask out to shoot tomorrow. I think that's what Westy was talking about. You had too many drugs in your suitcase. You couldn't bring your winter gear across the state lines as a drug runner. Surprised they didn't want to bust into that suitcase and find that. (laughs) Imagine the questions when he saw my podcast equipment. What he would say. (laughs) What's this? (laughs) Um, All right, let's get to the golf. At uh, Shadow Creek, capitalized, all caps, the CJ Cup at Shadow Creek. The no-cut cash grab extravaganza. Tyrrell Hatton leads. He's 700. He shot a 65. He started birdie, birdie, eagle holdout um, on a backboard 12th hole. And he's 
hot. He's right back where he left off after the BMW PGA flew around the world. I didn't even know he was in the field question whether he's in the field. And now he leads after 65. How about your guy, Matt Wolf shooting 80 today? Hard left turn. I saw, why is it my guy? Didn't you pick him for one ton? Did I? God damn it. I think I might've man. So I got a message from our chief data officer. John John is all right. He wanted to want to let me know that right now in the one and done league that we signed up for, we paid real money. We paid real money. Right now, that and the amount of coffee you're starting to owe people. Oh shit! Uh, You have new subscribers yet? How many bags are you out? Like eight, nine bags? Something. And uh, basically, anybody that's a new subscriber is probably getting a bag at this point. <laughs> so, so go subscribe. It's still going. It sounds like it. Yeah, it's like an automatic free bag almost. I can't guarantee it, but it, it could be. Go ahead. What uh, does Echoitz have to tell us? He says, Brendan has made all 24 picks and is still behind someone who has only picked <laughs> nine events. In the one That's and done. Not like, accurate. <laughs> so he got a winner. Somebody got a winner in that nine. <laughs> oh, you That's took a... Hatton. You took Hatton. This week? Yeah, he said Hatton okay. could change that. Fantastic. There we go. You you just you honestly, I don't keep track of it. You just confused me into thinking I had the guy that was DFL as opposed to the guy who's in first. Quite a gap there. Quite a range. Even if it seems like you're putting down. your money to work. All right, so Tyrrell leads. Uh, good day for Tyrrell. He leads Russell Henley, Xander. Tyler Duncan's making making some noise. That's good for Tyler. The most boring man in the most uh, eccentric city. I, I mean, eccentric is, isn't the word, but yeah. Hey, I want to talk about Shadow Creek for a bit. What it's do you big... want to talk about? I just... I watched tonight on Golf Channel... I think it's kind of everything we shouldn't be doing right now in the game of golf. It represents everything we shouldn't be doing. And um, I don't want to get snooty about it at all. Like it's a marvel in and of itself that it exists. But I think the way we portray it, i.e. on Golf Channel, we need to be careful about. Like we're talking about this being, what are you giggling about? I'm just laughing about what you're talking about. The way they talk about the dark side. Well, the way they talk about it as this aspirational goal. That's the problem. And you don't have people with $60 million or $37 million. I heard all sorts of figures on how to build this. And they talk about overseeding and the stint meter and the, the, the stint meter and what it's running on the mown down areas around the greens. Like they got stint readings for that. And I guess my larger point on this is like, thank God for the internet and for golf Twitter and things like that. Because 15 years ago, there is no real counterbalance or countervailing theory to check this, right? It's how it's portrayed. Craig Perks today, I love Craig Perks. He's great. He's a seems like an awesome dude, good at his job. When they came on the air, he called it a national treasure as if, you know, it's the Lincoln Memorial or something and or a great part like Grand Canyon. He called a national treasure and quote an unbridled jewel, which I'm not sure what that means. So I love Craig Perks. So that's why I'm, I feel like I can call like bring this out. But it's that 
that kind of phenomenon of you being in the moment, in the present, these guys get carried away and you have to portray it as paradise and every shot is the greatest. And I think like when we portray it like that, it's really not a good place to go because this is a once in a billion dollar, once in a billion thing that you don't want to do or don't want to try to do anywhere else. Yeah, I think it's important also to point out, like compared to, you know, I hate, I don't want to, everybody compares everything to Bandon, but uh -huh. compared to Bandon, where they built a golf course for probably four or five million dollars instead of 70 million dollars, they, yeah. it's a better golf course. It costs less to maintain, probably costs about a third to maintain every year. And like, we should be aspiring the aspirational courses that you're talking about, the national monuments, are the golf courses that serve the people the best, that provide the the best architecture and experience for the lowest cost for the most number of people. And no one can get in here. No, even yes. if even if it's this, even if it's a marvel in the desert, it costs seven hundred dollars to go play or whatever it is. You know, I don't know, a thousand dollars to go play it, and you know, eight thousand people see it. It's not a national national treasure. It's not. It's a right. it's a contrived landscape in the desert. You know that is completely unsustainable and actually is like just a microcosm of gluttonous america that was like the whole like they talked about the overseed and how no one's played there in six weeks and how there was not a single divot or a single ball mark on the entire property and like i i i, I want to be careful here to delineate between just ripping on shadow creek because i have a lot of misgivings about shadow creek and ripping on the way it's portrayed this week just being cautious about that do you know what i mean like there is a yeah. difference I, like it's easy we can on the waterfall and the rocks and all that stuff and, and it, that, that is worthy of, but like for why this is that week, good why is it good that it's it's completely shut off to the public that no, it's, right. it costs an extraordinary amount to to play it costs an extraordinary amount to maintain and it is a completely unsustainable environment in an area that has water shortage issues yeah yeah you like know that's that's the thing, is that it shouldn't be put on a pedestal. It's it's not... This is part of the stuff that makes golf look bad to the general right. public that doesn't right. play golf. Like, right. Shadow Creek, I love golf. I, I will go to bat for every golf course. But when you're looking at the general public view, Shadow Creek is something that screams everything that's wrong with golf. Oh, it gives a meatball over the middle to like the Malcolm Gladwell type or whoever wants to just say golf should be ripped down everywhere and put up, you know, affordable housing or something that's more environmentally friendly. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a, it's just an absolute catnip for that group. And I don't know, I, I guess separate in part, like some of it I want to say is cool. Like it's cool. It's fine. Like, yeah. Hey, that looks wild. Interesting. It's Las Vegas. And that's sort of the motif of the entire place. I understand. But like, uh, motif not not the landscape but you know the motif of excess um but it just i just was like really turned off with the way it was being portrayed as this thing that 
that other courses should they, try to I be mean, jealous of. I mean, they kind of do the same emulate. thing with Augusta National, but I, I, I can deal with Augusta National a little bit more because they give us this tournament every year. You yeah. know, they give yeah. us the the one of the best tournaments in golf every year, and now they also give us the women's amateur every year. Like they give back a little. Like this is the first time Shadow Creek. They aren't even giving. They aren't giving back. Like. I'm not I'm not going to say they're sure. giving back. This sure. is the first time they've shown any concession to the golf world of of even opening its doors to for the general public to see it. But I'm not sure we want to see it. I don't no. think we want it in the consciousness. I don't think we want it being promoted to a golf audience or non-golf audience and that's all. Well, like it can be cool thing, and live on its own. Is whatever. that the higher-ups at at the PGA Tour think this is awesome? It's all the the people that are members at pa- Pablo Creek that think, oh, this is like, you know, the the best thing since sliced bread, another cheesecake factory. Um, and then, the, you know, also, you know, the it, it's just I'd much rather see I would rather see an event played at like a municipal golf course. Well, we have Houston coming in. A little I'm, bit, I'm just saying, a like, I would rather yeah. see it. I'd love to see the pros play Rancho Park and then the story being. You know what? These po these po greens get really really dodgy yeah. in the afternoon. Right. <laughs> this right. golf course is played by more Americans than any other golf course in the in the country. Like that's something that I'm more interested in as a storyline than you know nobody's played here in six weeks because you know. Yeah, overseeding and stuff like I don't know. They wanted a picture perfect. So uh, it was a big day for the stint meter. Big day for the word overseed. Big day. Uh, hey. the, the problem, though, is is there are people that are watching this that are either are in management positions at golf courses or are uh, on committees at golf courses that are saying, God, why can't our golf course be more yeah. like Shadow Creek? Instead of thinking, oh, you know, we could use extra money to hire another guy on the grounds crew that would like really improve and or we could do this or that. And they're yeah. going to get go there and be like, we need to put down more chemicals or we need to overseed or we need to do this so we can get our stimp meter up to 15 or whatever the hell so that was my initial point my first point was thank god like i think nowadays the internet people like you you know probably in the before you i don't know golf club atlas forums i don't know i'm not steeped in the history but like the internet golf twitter like 15 years ago like there is no real counterbalance megaphone that approximates what you get on the broadcast i'm not saying golf twitter approximates the audience but there is there is like a loud voice out there saying hey this isn't good for this reason don't listen don't follow this path don't do this the other issue it comes it comes back to like the same thing happens with augusta is somehow the general public and the telecast always takes away the worst qualities of what they should promote like augusta it's like the lush green stuff they don't talk about the width they don't talk about the lack of bunkers they don't talk about yeah they don't talk about that stuff they talk about the lush conditioning that's completely unachievable but then courses go strive to get there rather than the the little simple architecture things that make the place great shadow creek should not be glorified about its conditioning 
it's landscaping. It, it could be, you could say, here's an example of architecture. You know, the creativity that an architect can have of taking something from nothing and making something, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. instead they focus on the waterfalls, conditioning. the conditioning that is completely impossible for any, you know, 99% of the golf course in America and across right. the world. So is the creativity though too, right? Well, I don't you if you hire a I mean, good of, of if you hire in 30 however many tons of cubic yards of whatever to move and make and shape. Like that's not going to happen. A but really guess, great a really great golf architect can make something interesting on dead flat land with with sure. creating okay. something. That's been okay. done. You know, Bill Coor and Ben Crenshaw built great golf courses in the desert. Tom Doke Tom Doak built the Rawls course in, you know, Lubbock, Texas. Sweeten's Cove is on dead flat land, a dead flat floodplain. That that environment was created. You know, there is, you know, there are good examples of that. And Shadow Creek isn't an all-around it's not a horrible golf course. It's a very good golf course. Yeah. But every yeah. the focus is always on all the wrong things at Sh Shadow Creek. It's not on what makes it a good golf course. It's on what you know, it's one of the it, Shadow Creek's one of the best desert golf courses in it's the a country. Showpiece. Yeah. They they focus on all the things that don't make that it have no bearing on the golf course being good. Tons of golf courses can have great conditions. Yep, um, I thought it was interesting. Speaking of conditioning, there were two embedded balls today. I think Brooksy, I think JT. Which I mean, it was like ninety three degrees in the desert. You got a you just... got a water overseeded rye. I thought it was interesting that the embedded ball rule came into effect on at least two two instances that I was watching. I think it was Kepka and I believe Thomas, maybe Ricky Fowler, actually. Um, all right, what else? Uh, and it comes down to the the golf the golf broadcast has no interest in talking about the golf course in any sort of intelligent manner. That's the other issue. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not very hard to to do some research and figure out why a golf course is good. Just ask somebody. Ask somebody that knows, so you have some sort of chops. If I don't know something, sometimes I ask people stuff. You know, it's a good way to live yep. life. Well, the pros are fired up for it. They think it's Augusta prep. They think it's great Augusta prep because okay. they're, um, you know, it the is. Stimp. As I said, the Stimp is running thirteen, which we heard about nonstop. Um, they said, you know, the greens are. I guess now I was bitching about the greens on the Wednesday charity thing. Like these greens are ridiculous or something. How fast. They uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. They, and, and Rory made actually a salient point. Like, you know, normally going to Augusta, we're playing on Bermuda, right? We're going to Florida and just playing all these Bermuda courses. Then we go to Augusta. This is like, you know, the climate's going to be hotter than it'll be in Augusta. But I think this is probably much better uh, kind of, preparation as we roll into Augusta Zozo and, and yeah and Sherwood Zozo next week he just thought you know it's different it's not a flat Bermuda course in Florida I don't know they're fired up the pros love it last thing on Shadow Creek I've never seen so many provisionals hit in the first 90 minutes or so every group every hole some guy was hit. it started with Sergio on the first tee PJ Tour Live he never ended up hitting one 
So I guess like the thing is like every hole is like private, right? It's it's yeah, like its own secluded. private universe. So you end up with a lot of junk, schmutz, right? So the big miss is like no fans, gone. I could like, maybe that's the way we combat distance, Sandy. We just make like unfindable right away. It's just so everybody's hitting provisionals all day. I mean, Rory, I think Rory hit Wolf, went into the bag, never ended up hitting one. See Wu hit one. Like five holes in a row. Everybody hitting provisionals because there's no holes going back and forth next to each other. And they just think the ball's gone. It certainly didn't seem great for pace of play. So nothing like provisionals. All right. Any other thoughts? Do you have anything thoughts on Augusta prep? Other than, you know, they think they're fast greens, undulating greens. No, there's, they created some movement there. I mean, there's, there's some shots you got to take on stuff. Yeah. Yep. I mean, playing the same grass. I I mean, yep. Okay. Uh, Elsewhere, Adrian Otagwe leads the Scottish championship. He shot a 62, made 10 birdies, 10 under. So congrats to Adrian Otagwe. Um, where your boy West Westy's in the top ten, I want to say he had a good day, if I'm not mistaken. He's T eight, five He's under. Really testing my my banishment of this event. Loyalty, yeah. If he wins it, does it all of a sudden have renewed? Does the Torrance course start to become a prominent Scottish destination for you? Site of Westy's, whatever your fiftieth European Tour one or whatever number it would be. Torrance course. Um, Champions Tour has not started yet. That'll be, I'm, I'm moderately interested to, to watch that. Good field in Richmond. But uh, other champions, Senior PGA Championship, Dick Mast. Good old Dick Mast is out to a blazing start. Wait, so it's shot a 65. Senior, it's like the club, senior club. Senior club. club uh, did I call it the senior PGA? Yeah. yeah. Monty's. The stand-up no, stand mixer. No, not Ken Danagala's gym. The senior professional whatever it is a pga championship how do you Dick feel Mast. about see uh, ken tanagawa holding that senior pga title for we talked about Mixer. this it's great he's got he's riding into southern hills next year a plus venue as the as the defending yeah he defended yeah and he gets what the best part is he gets the double exemption in the pga so you got harding and kiowa i did, believe how did they get out of the harbor shore zone how did that happen what going from harbor shores to oak hill the southern hills where was it this year harbor shores i think it was back there this year how often do they go there why is it a lot why, why is it a staple is it jack i don't know i don't know KitchenAid has some, you know, sort of interest in Harbor Shore. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just support it. Community comes out for it. But best of luck to Dick Mast, uh, you know, down at the club, Senior PGA Professional Championship. All right. Let's do an ad read real quick. BixbyCoffee.com. You are giving our out own, free bags own, left and right. Shotgun Star Blend. Yeah, that's right. It's not really an ad read. Subscribe to the Shotgun Start Blend at BixbyCoffee.com. A uh, portion of the proceeds come to our pockets, go back into creativity and ideas that we would hopefully like to execute on next year. Does that sound good? Does that sound, is that a fair characterization? Yes. Yes. Okay. So Bixby Coffee, we have dark roast, we have light roast. 
Uh, if you subscribe, I think it's 15% off. They drop it in the mail. It's on your door. It's fresher than the garbage that's been sitting on the uh, supermarket shelf for six months. It's freshly roasted and out the door the next day. Andy's light roast, Brendan's dark roast, BixbyCoffee.com slash shotgun start. If you subscribe now, you might end up with a free bag of coffee as well because Andy's just handing them out. Handing them out. They aren't. They haven't been handed out yet, but I will be but handing them out at some point. They will be handed out. The, uh, All right. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, one of my big regrets from this trip is that I didn't bring my Bixby on the road. Really? Yeah. Do you bring it often? I, I'll make like a big jar of cold brew and bring it with me. Oh, uh, okay. Cold brew wouldn't have been appropriate, it seems like, for this morning. I've been wondering, because I, I make this cold brew, could I just heat it up? Would it be better then? Could be. Microwave it or something? Yeah, something like that. Seems like a lot of work to end up where you started. Well, I guess you don't start with that. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. com slash shotgun start. All right. News. There's There'll be a master's patron shop. What are you giggling about? <laughs> Nothing. My wife's sending me pictures of our baby. Oh, good. You're, you're so happy. Happy father over there. I, yeah, I miss her. Good. Good. You got to get home. All right, there will be a master's patron shop online. There was much catnip about this. I tweeted about it before I figured out that. I mean, I, I said it was clear that it was by invitation only. Apparently, it would only be for ticket holders. For Darren Rovell, a lot of people like that get worked up. Uh, ticket holders and other, I don't know, friends of the program, something like that. Are people we friends of up. the program? I don't know. I don't know. I got an email about it. I have no idea why. I don't have tickets. Why don't so, I get an email about it? I don't know. I have no idea. So there was a master's online patron shop. It wasn't clear. Apparently some details have come out that it will be for uh, ticket holders. All right. The Saudi international ladies event. Looks like they're laying the groundwork for the PGL. It's like draft teams. You eliminate teams, you eliminate players. So really seems like, yeah, yeah. You know, Saudi Arabia, hospitable place for women hosting the, Ladies golf tournament, I guess. It looks like a total dry run for PGL format. That's all I'll say. Other news. Match three is on. Have you heard? I about saw the match this. Three, Tiger's apparently. out. Tiger's out. But it'll be Stephen Good. Curry, Charles Barkley, Phil Mickelson, and Peyton Manning. Apparently Black Friday, maybe. It looks like Friday after Thanksgiving. I'll be interested to see how this thing does. Why, with no Tiger or no other... Not yeah, two what, pro what's, golfers. What's or? Phil doing in there? Is it is it is he gonna he's just gonna be a clown the whole time? <laughs> what does that mean? A clown. I, uh, he's just gonna be showing off he's just gonna be the showman, the biggest showman. I don't see a I, I don't Bar- see I a, mean Barkley, Peyton, Phil could be electric. I don't uh, Stephen Curry I don't think has like the most amazing personality like i wouldn't put him in the same class as those other three right yeah yep 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 uh but he's it a looks, good player i don't know where it doesn't look like we have a venue but this one will benefit apparently according to a report in sportico it'll benefit hbcus historically black colleges and universities which is good that is I, a good thing friday after thanksgiving could be 
Could be a bonanza. That That's first when match the first was a match monster. Was. It, it was, was an absolute monster for traffic. I don't know what the ratings were, but there was a lot of interest on the internet. In that. Hey, you know the uh, the thing I I kind of like about this. Yeah. About, I have to give Phil credit about this. Is that you know normally when a a high profile tour pro gets outplayed by like a ten handicap, they wouldn't have that ten handicap back. <laughs> I forgot about your take that Peyton Manning was better than Phil at for the medals. front nine. Played, I played him on the front nine. I forgot about that take. This is like, you know, usually someone would be like, "Oh, Peyton Manning, he can't come back." He's very. It feels very comfortable in his own skin. That's that's what I take away from this. Sure, sure. Uh, all right, let's do Masters fact of the day. All right. This is Bama, from Bama, Bama, Bama I got Bearcat. two. Lou I got Brown? one from Bama Bearcat, one from Stephen Proctor. What now about got, Lou Browns? Uh, what was Lou Browns? Oh, Clifford Roberts and his brother, yeah. they dropped out of college after beating up, or high school after beating up the principal. Is that right? <laughs> is that it? I think so. Something like that. I, can't re- dropped, I remember reading it and just laughing. They left high school after beating up the principal. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Uh, this is Bama Bearcat. Masters fun fact. The 11th fairway at Augusta was roped off from spectators for the 1949 Masters, 11th fairway. Greens and tees had always been roped off, but the 11th was the first time any fairway had been roped off at a golf tournament. The response from the players was so positive that the USGA followed suit at the US Open. Wow. Maybe that's the origin story of ropes, the 11th hole, 1949 Masters. Eleventh, eleventh uh, kind of does need, you know, some sort of boundary. Or now, ropes. now, way too many events have ropes. I, people are hollering at us today about the ropes at Shadow Creek. I, apparently, it's for TV, right? I, I don't know. Are it seems, it can... seems like the TV can figure it out. <laughs> I know. It seems like it, just a giant waste of time and money. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that's master fact of the day. One second master fact of the day from Stephen Proctor, a must follow if you're a golf fan or a listener of this podcast. S Proctor Golf on Twitter. He's a historian. Great, Act- great, great guy. Great, brilliant follow. guy. Yeah. So he sends a Jimmy Demerit fact of the day from Herbert Warren Wynn's essay on the 50th anniversary of the Masters. When Demerit won in 1950, uh, he said, so this is reading Warren, Herbert Warren Wynn's essay. Demerit was an unusual man, kind-hearted, companionable, and spontaneous, whatever the circumstances. Demerit, you know, like he was like a character, right? Quote, when he accepted the master's trophy at the presentation ceremony in 1950, he told the crowd gathered around the practice screen that he could best express his thoughts by singing a popular song. Maybe from the Jumbo Ozaki, a precursor to Jumbo. A former dance band vocalist, he proceeded to render a properly professional chorus of, quote, How Lucky Are You? I'm not familiar with the song, probably a banger back in 1950. Uh, would you anticipate or expect or love to see someone nowadays in the modern field, in the modern masters like do this? I can see him maybe doing that. A little jingle or something like that. What song would you like him to sing? Bryce is the kind of self-unaware individual who would do it, don't you and think? What if after he won the U.S. Open, he sang Miley Cyrus's "Party in the USA"? 
Maybe. Maybe. Rory today on Bryson, you called him there's a robustness in the swing. It's like it's not like you want to call him a thick boy. It's like there's a robustness in Bryson's body. A ro- <laughs> it would be a synonym to thick. <laughs> that was the quote. Rob- there's a robustness in that body. <laughs> Sounds like you just want to say he's a thick boy. Um, all right. So those are your two facts of the day. Master's facts of the day. We should, send, R- we should send Rory a thick boy cap. <laughs> Chocolate milk. Uh, the straw beaker. I want. Might... I want one. I can't even get one. Oh, yeah, we may restock a few. Let's try. It. Yeah. I this the one. It's the hat that I most wanted. I don't even have one myself. Let's send Rory one first. I want to see his reaction to it. Okay. Anything else? I Good. Got Ready to wrap? Can't wait to hey. get home. Hey, can can we wrap? Maybe we go to a different episode for this. Have you heard anything about this new Pro V1? They tested out in Vegas, or you know, people started incorporating. I haven't heard anything. Have you heard anything? I'm just hearing lots of things, like it's the best one in a while. Not to give an ad to Titleist, but that it's 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 a great one. Tour pros are shooting 59s at home. A lot, a lot of rave reviews. Could be, could be even more course records. Your favorite number falling all over the world and in Wait, tournaments way to and tie this all together there you go so we'll, we'll have to look into more of this this new ball all right everyone enjoy your fridays Happy subscribe Friday. to Bix, subscribe to fix you'll get a free bag most likely not guaranteed uh and we will check in with you enjoy shadow creek the wonderland it's just a yeah it's a great watch uh and we'll check in with you on uh, monday